Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and today I am here with a return guest, Tony Rebick, and we are going to discuss body positivity. But hi. Before, hi, Tony. Before I go deep into introducing Tony, I would like to introduce you to perhaps an aspect of yourself that you have not previously been acquainted with. I created the superpower, what is your number one spiritual superpower quiz in order to help people connect with the spiritual gifts that came in with them. As many of us walk through this world in our, in our power, but real, not realizing it. We're expressing amazing things out into the world, but it's so much our air that we feel like everybody else is gifted but us. And so this is why I created this quiz. It takes about 60 seconds. Go to superpowerquiz.us, take your 60 seconds, answer the questions, and get to know a little bit more about the magic that is you. And so Tony has a master's in psychology. She's an alignment psychologist since 2005 and is the founder of True Self Psychology, a short-term alignment and conscious awakening program aimed at giving individuals, <clears throat> excuse me, at guiding individuals to live a more centered life by reconditioning their unhealthy mind patterns, healing lingering pain bodies, and developing new healthy mind patterns that align with their core being. The true self psychology has grown over the years into a philosophy, a true self way of living that is now available online for those who seek wellness through reaching alignment. Her most renowned Stand in Your Power Masterclass is set to be launched online in May 2021. This is clearly an old bio because it done been launched. <laughs> it has been launched. <laughs> and as a leader in her field, Tony is a weekly contributor contributor of emotional wellness tips on Montreal's radio, The Beat 92.5, and a guest on KJAD 800. Tony is in the final stages of putting together her leading edge, innovative, true self psychology coach training program aimed at professionals who are seeking to broaden their coaching skills. Welcome, Tony. I'm so happy to have <laughs> you back here with me today. Nice to be here. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have these conversations with you because we come from so much the similar viewpoint. <laughs> Sovereign yeah, self, true fine. self, it, it's mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. words for the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I, the topic you suggested, I, I love this, is body positivity. Mm -hmm. And I was very excited when you shot that over because I've been struggling with some body things myself. Um, it's been kind of, what do I want to say, a long arc in my life. When I was a great deal younger, I didn't think there was anything about me that was positive. Uh, and I had this formative moment with my current husband um, because he's not somebody that holds back on what he thinks. And he would continuously share with me how beautiful I am and how much, how pretty he thinks I am. Lots of supportive comments around my body and my physicality, even things that I wasn't wild about, like my German childbearing hips. <laughs> you know? um, 
And so there was a moment that I sat in the mirror and kind of looked at myself through his eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that was like a big step forward into body positivity. But I also see in this world that there, it, it's sometimes in some places, I feel perhaps taken a tiny bit too far and used as, shall I say, an excuse not to get healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell me how you define body positivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first off, I think uh, um, I'm glad, by the way, that you were able to see something positive in the mirror, by the way, that was always there, right? Yeah. You started seeing it differently. So for me, that's what body positivity is. It's the idea that you can look at yourself and see what's beautiful, see what's normal, see what's acceptable, as opposed to looking in the mirror and seeing things to hate because it doesn't match the norm or what your expectation or other people's expectation of what your body should look like. So for me, body positivity, the, the pure meaning of it is um, to, to value who we are, regardless of how we look. Mm-hmm. That's, that's in its purest form. I love that. That's, that's a beautiful ideal to aspire to. What have you noticed in our society? I think sometimes it's important to shine a spotlight on these things. Mm -hmm. What have you noticed in society that are, what should I say, kind of the water we're swimming in that contribute to this less than loving viewpoint we frequently have on our physicality? Well, I think it's also important to know why that we need body positivity. Okay, we can start there. (laughs) (laughs) Nice start. Uh, The reason it came about body positivity, I think it's a backlash on people feeling so awful about their bodies, because you're constantly compared to an ideal that you see in magazines, that you see in Hollywood, um, that you see in athletes. And so, of course, when you are buying magazines, the gross majority of the time are very fit people. You know, Mm -hmm. even in Hollywood, you know, actresses need to be young and slim for the most part, right? Yeah. Even we hear how when actresses are getting older, they're getting less and less parts. Um, So when when you constantly are, I would say, even brainwashed into that, because most, a lot of us, when we're born, we're born into that ideology, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All your life. So you're really conditioned to saying, well, that's what the beauty standard is. So then what happens well, when you don't it, meet the beauty standard? Exactly. And I, I want to just throw something in on beauty standards, because I have a niece who's mm-hmm. uh, got a degree in art. And one of her first jobs, you were talking about the ultra fit, like, uh, athletic yeah. model type. Her first job was for a, a swimsuit manufacturer. And mm-hmm. she was to touch up the ultra fit models to get mm-hmm. rid of any hints of pooch to further emphasize six packs that perhaps didn't exist exactly. to take a little bit off the edges of the thighs and this kind of thing. And so one thing I I know we sometimes run into like these Dove, uh, I think Mm -hmm. Dove was the one that put it together, that has like the time thing where they they show all of the touching up or they reverse the touching up, I forget which direction Mm -hmm. it goes. 
Um, I, I think it's important to understand that almost every photo that you see out mm -hmm. there now in the world, unless it was snapped on somebody's camera, and even those, some of them are touched up and filtered now, is not reality. Yes. <laughs> this is not how this person actually looks in real life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I had a client uh, also once, I remember um, he was sitting in my office and across the window was this um, was a store for lingerie. And he pointed out to one of the pictures and he says to me, you know, that's not her body, right? And yeah. if you see this body and the model's face, and he says, you know, that's not her body, right? And I said, what do you mean? And he says, look at the way it's shadowing around the neck area. They didn't put the same because he's a he was a photographer. Yeah, they put a differently places. lighted head on a body. From on a some different other, body. Yep. And so his eye was tuned to that. And he, one of the reasons um, he was actually saying that he felt that he was working in a place that was very fake because of that. You mm -hmm. know, so what we see constantly, most of the models don't look even like that. And um, I'm trying to remember the name of, and there was this famous model. I remember if I could get her name back, as I'm thinking Christy Turlington, but that's not who it was. Um, and she was saying how she was asked, um, what do people uh, tell you when they meet you? And they say, oh, you look like this. Um, hold on this one. I'll find it for you. Hold on. <laughs> gotta, gotta Google this. <laughs> if I do supermodel, her name will come up. <laughs> yes, exactly. Top, I know she was in the top five. It was oh, Linda Evangelista. And ah, she yes. was asked, what do people tell you when they meet you? And she said, a lot of people tell me how I look like Linda Evangelista. <laughs> in other words, it's not even, it was, they didn't they even, don't like even truly her. recognize her. Yes. It's like, you're the doppelganger for Linda Evangelista. Yes. And even though you can know this, I think that even if you know this, people uh, I find in society act as if they don't realize it, you know, and you're constantly compared. And I think what became detrimental is that comparison oh, because yes. you're constantly being compared. And so many people um, don't value how they look because you're constantly measured against an ideal that based on what we just said, doesn't even exist. Yeah, it's unachievable in the real unachievable. world. Unachievable. And yes. I see it spill over into the dating world. I see it spill oh, sure. over into how uh, men um, particularly will uh, value that the person beside them has to, you know, they're, they're scored. Yeah, exactly. Scored. Is she a 10? Is she a Is nine? She a Is she, she an eight? make me look good? Exactly. You know, and and we I, call you them know, trophy wives, we don't call them trophy husbands, we call them trophy exactly, wives. exactly. I Although I, I don't think that it that men are unimpacted by this also. But what was the Ron White, I think was the comedian, he's got this bit that it's like, don't go for a 10 mm -hmm. with no brains. You want a solid seven who cleans up well and who has brains because you can't fix stupid. 
that's one way of seeing it. And it's interesting that you, you made that comment because I do think it impacts men. Now, one of the ways is that a recent study came out that more men are lonelier now, single and lonely, mm. because uh, you know women are not having their needs met in relationships. So majority of people leaving relationships are women. And I also see how they're also lonely because they keep looking for that ideal because that's what they're trained to think. That's what they're trained to want. And speaking with a lot of men, they will even say that, you know, you're, you're not, you're measured as a man a lot by who you have in your arm. You yeah. Know? So I have the amazing car, amazing, you know, house, amazing job. Well, I want to have that wife. The car, the job, the wife, the whole business. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, and you see this a lot. I find it sad online. Um, I would often read, I'm, I'm a comment reader. I like reading what people think because <laughs> I find, <laughs> you know, you see, you see a lot of the truth come out there. And I would often read people say, and I've heard this in my office where if you're overweight, you're the friend or you're the mm -hmm. one that he uh, loves to hang around with and loves to spend, you know, even sexual time with, but he's not going to introduce you to his friend. Yeah. So there's a stigma that came from, you know, being, um, being with a normal person, being with a normal person yeah. <laughs> and not, not with the model. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and so in, I think men lost out and there's this, um, on TikTok, there was this really cool um, meme that I saw this uh, video, I mean, where the guy says, you know, really, he says, I've been brought up wanting uh, Victoria's Secret to find out that I missed out on so many amazing women. Yeah, exactly. You know? For this unattainable ideal. Yes. Yeah. So I well, think and I, I think is a Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think some of these dating apps don't help with that situation with no. this ability to just look at the picture and flick right or flick left. It's like, yeah, but it's you're, you're missing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you're, you're really you missing out on good people. And when you're flicking right or left, you're why are you flicking? Why don't you find out? Well, it's because yeah. that person doesn't look like what I'm seeing in magazines, what I'm seeing as the ideal. And uh, so I think everyone loses out. And for me, body positivity was a reaction to that. So it's not just, you know, um, accepting my body, but it's stop teaching me to hate my body. Stop mm -hmm. teaching me that I need to be a certain weight to be loved. Because it's incredible how many people are single today. There's a reason for that. And yeah. there are several reasons. Definitely, this is one of them. And we're not teaching people to value souls like, you know, um, you're, you're the authentic soul, right? Well, love is not about attraction. Attraction is one thing. Love is about what happens after attraction, right? Exactly. And I think you've kind of put your finger on what is the crumbly foundation of many relationships. I I am also one of these comment readers <laughs> and I'm in a lot of groups so that are study. like women giving relationship advice to other women. And sure. there is a lot of weight put on how sexually attractive someone is. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got to have that, that super sexual chemistry for this relationship to work. Actually, a lot of times, that's the crumbly foundation on which your relationship will falter. Yes. 
Yes. Because you haven't checked to see if, if the rest of the picture is in alignment. Do they have the same values? Do, do they have the same understanding of what's exclusivity? Do they have the same, you know, stick to through thick and thin? Or are they a fair weather mate? Who knows? And, and uh, the more you are in love with the person, you know, the more depth is the sexual relationship right? Absolutely. Deep in that connection. You don't tend to have that when you just like the person or just are attracted to the person. You know, so for me, the body positivity movement, I know we're going to talk about, you know, where it's gone, maybe too far. But I think the message is really important, because there has to be a a rebalancing of, you know, uh, what we're told uh, by the media, and what is real life. Yeah, exactly. And what's really going to serve you as an approach over the long arch of your life. Mm-hmm. And we are up on our first break already. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So those of you who are out there listening into this conversation, I'd invite you to take your pen and to take your paper and spend a little time around what are the parts of you that you find easy to love And what are the parts of you that you find more challenging to love and accept as they are? And hang with us. We will be right back from the break where we'll dig more into what to do about that. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm still here with Tony Rebick, and today's topic is body positivity. So before the break, I invited the people to spend some time with what they love about their body, what they're not so thrilled about with their body, or let's, let's be honest, let's not miss the words hate, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot yes. of us use that word when mm-hmm. we look in the mirror at our body. 
Or don't look in the mirror. Or don't look in the mirror at all. <laughs> Completely avoid mirrors, have covered up, removed mm -hmm. mirrors from your house. How do you start to move into a more, what should I say, reasoned and accepting position around your body if you were shamed about it for years, nagged about your weight or made fun of your childbearing hips or the fact that you're the head of the itty bitty titty committee? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> so don't anyone take offense. That's my position. <laughs> well, um, the reason we don't like or hate our bodies is because we're comparing. So the first mm. thing to do is not compare um, to other people. Secondly, when now, we're uh, uh, hang on, <laughs> that sounds super, super simple on its face, but we've been raised to compare. Did you get a better grade than how much yes. else of the population, the class, the whatever it is? How, how do we start to break that pattern well, we're trained into? Really important, uh, just because we've been trained into it doesn't mean it's the right approach. No, right? and it doesn't so, mean it's permanent, but it is also reflexive frequently. Well, uh, therapy really helps uh, with that. But if we are not going to therapy, one of the things... There it goes. It should not be ringing. There we go. Okay. Okay. One of the things to realize is how detrimental comparing is. You're not going to feel good doing it. So one of the reasons not to do it is to realize that you are making yourself feel bad. That's what it is. You're just making yourself feel bad comparing yourself to another person. But when you're comparing, what you're not doing is valuing who you are and what you have. I don't know about you, but have you ever, um, you know, looked at an older picture of you and thinking, wow, I looked good back then. And, but then you remember <laughs> that back then you were criticizing yourself, right? A lot of people yeah. have that experience, mm -hmm. you know, where they look back and, you know, it wasn't so bad. Why was I being so hard on myself? So it's kind of saying that we're not being objective and appreciating with our body. So well, when it comes to body, body positivity, for me, it's not to love uh, necessarily bought. If you get there, fantastic. But the steps along the way, value what your body's doing for you. Number mm. one, like it's for, really for example, give me a concrete of example of something I might value about my body, which is, you know, I'm a 50 year old mm -hmm. woman and we won't say we're in my 50s, <laughs> uh, you know, but there's, there's some flappy places on the arms now and the tummy is not flat in any way, shape or form, there's little whoopals and whatever. Okay. So these are kind of the, the negative things that automatically spring forward. How do we start to pull forward the more positive stuff? What, what well, would be an example of something? Sure. One of the things I would say, well, why does it have to be negative? It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be negative. It's our judgment of it that is right. negative, right? But if you were to value those flappy arms, you can think, well, though these arms work hard for me. These arms, you know, are still agile. These arms are making me uh, do the work that I can do, right? Because imagine if you didn't have them, right? Yeah. So oh, that would be really, really bad. <laughs> that would be really bad. We'd have a different kind of conversation. So. The idea is to really value what you have without the judgment and without the criticism. So body positivity doesn't mean that I necessarily love what I have, but I value what I have. I think that what I have is useful, that it protects me, that 
it um, allows me to do things. So the idea is to respect your body. That's what I would think that that's an easier, you can strive to respect your body and appreciate all the work it does for you. Um, before you get on to the idea of loving your body, you can gradually come into it. And a lot of people, when they accept all, you know, um, value their body, well, then they can come into loving it. And it's very similar to, you know, our children, our loved ones, anybody that you love, they're not perfect either, right? Most of the time they're not, right? But we don't look at their flappy arms. We don't look at their belly. We just look how glowing their faces. We look at when they smile, it brightens the room. We love uh, the way they're how, hugging, you know. How, how so they make warm. us laugh when we're, you how know. They make us yeah, laugh. Exactly. You know? But you're not, we tend to focus on things that we enjoy in another person. So to bring that back to ourselves, you know, and to not want, the, the only reason you're feeling bad, you're either comparing or you're um, measuring uh, the imperfections, mm. you know. But what I want the audience to understand is that's the reason you come to therapy. It's the, yeah. If people like themselves, at least like themselves, you probably wouldn't come see me. Yeah, and, and you wouldn't, wouldn't need you near For the most part. At all, wouldn't. yeah. Right. So, well, and okay, so let's, let's start from like zero because I can remember times in my life where I couldn't think of a single positive thing about myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there, what I want to say, a way we can kind of cheat our way into seeing the positive things that we're not currently seeing with our own eyes? Well, you can, you can learn to um, look at yourself and start appreciating things you see. But in answer to your question, but what I would like people to do is refuse to hate themselves. Mm-hmm. Don't find reasons to put yourself down, to hate yourself, because we're talking about the body, but a lot of people do it with work. A lot of people do it with relationships. People find reasons to just criticize themselves and put themselves down. Yeah, That's a negative habit. That's worse for me. That is worse than how you look, because it won't matter how beautiful you are. If you have that habit of self-criticism, you're never going to be happy anyways. Yeah. Right. So one of it is to refuse to hate yourself, refuse to use your body as an excuse to criticize and put yourself down. Okay. Seems like a big bite sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I just have to acknowledge that because I mean, I know I've come a long way, baby, and I'm not in this spot anymore. But there were literally times in my life, it's like, what do I have to be grateful for? Um, I'm still breathing, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The eyes opened up this morning, and I've got another shot at it. Damn it. (laughs) Right? You see, I did the work on myself too. And I can tell you that Looking back, I don't remember anybody telling me, don't hate yourself. Yeah. You know, value how you feel. But they would tell me, well, what are you grateful for? What do you appreciate? So you go after the small things. But here what I'm presenting is an understanding of things. The Mm. more you find fault with yourself, the more you will will continue to find fault with yourself. Right. you know, so, so is, it, is it helpful to cheat like with a, a spouse or a friend or something and go, okay, I'm having trouble seeing good things about me, please share? <laughs> yes, but the problem is that if you don't like the way you look and somebody says something nice to you, you won't believe them. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. you're going to reject it. You won't believe it. Or you're going to say, oh, that's because they think I'm nice. That's because they clients? like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because they're, you know, they're friends of mine. Of course, they'll say something. You're my mom. I, <laughs> I, I think one of the what I want to say, one of the hinges that helped to swing my own personal door on that kind of an issue mm-hmm. uh, was that it was a little mind shift into curiosity. I I threw away the judgment that they're just saying this because, you know, they want me to feel better or, or whatever it is and went, I'm going to start from the place that they legitimately do believe that. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to get curious and I'm going to look at myself. I'm going to step around, look at myself from their shoes. And I think that was the little hinge that kind of swung it for me. To be open to their feedback. Yeah, to be open that they're not lying to me to be nice. They're actually telling me the truth. So let's let's get curious about why why they give have them, this, <laughs> why they have them, this impression. Yeah. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. But why do you want to love your body, for example? Why would you want that? Um, I can think of a number of reasons I would love like to love my body even better than I do because historically, especially when I was younger and in this, I don't like myself at all phase. I was very mean to my body. I did not give it rest when it asked for rest. I fed it crappy food. I, I did not exercise in a routine and supportive deliberate way there are a number of things i did not do nicely to my body and my body is making me pay that back now (laughs) the body has a very long memory yeah that's the that's the respect of the body and so yeah learning some respect and some uh what i want to say care for the body i think is a valuable thing Mm -hmm. Um, respected and what mm -hmm. i tell my clients also is that this is your home. This is yeah. Your, Everywhere your you go, home. You're there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you're you can't run away from the fact that your body hurts. You can't run away from the fact that you know maybe something happens and you lose functionality. Mm-hmm. Right. You, this is this is the one you got and you're stuck with it. <laughs> yes, and, and and it's to respect your home. And the more yeah. you do, the better you feel in it. So. Most people will love, want, why did the big reason you want to also love your body is, well, to feel good in it, but also just to feel good. Yeah, period. So, period. So why do we want to wait till the body is perfect, which by the way, the more you age, the, the less it'll be perfect. Um, <laughs> Time we, will do its thing. <laughs> it'll do its thing. And so choose to feel good in your body, regardless of the body. The same way as you can learn to feel good in an apartment, in a home, because you're going to make it your own. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and here's the other thing that I've noticed as I've gone on this journey. Back in the day, right, mm-hmm. my mind used to be like a really rough neighborhood. <laughs> you did not want to go in there alone. It was ugly and people would mm-hmm. take shots at people. I I would take shots at my own self, right? Mm -hmm. It was a really vicious, aggressive, nasty place to live. And I've got to say, it's a much more pleasant place to, we've gentrified. (laughs) My mind has gentrified. (laughs) There are better, 
there are better thoughts hanging around. And one aspect of that was not taking shots at my body all the time. Mm -hmm. So you see, to feel better, one of the things you did was not take shots at your body, but your body was the same while you took shots and right after when you realized it and stopped taking shots, it's the same body. Yeah. And so one of the things to do is to stop treating our body with disrespect. You know, it's doing everything it can to take care of you. And it is what it is. Like, for example, I have thick calves, it's just the way my body is, whether I'm slim or whether I'm a little overweight, I get to have, I don't have those thin calves, right? It is what I, it is. I call them well-rounded. <laughs> well-rounded calves, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but I don't feel like, I don't feel like hating my calves. It is what it is. And it's doing the best it can to keep solid, to have muscles, to keep me walking around, you know, to circulate uh, the blood, the oxygen through my body. It's doing its work. If I don't like my calves, for example, that's on me. It has nothing to do with my calves. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, and here's another thing that I have noticed as I've gone along this journey into, what I want to say, loving myself ultimately is where we're mm -hmm. headed. <laughs> sure. And I, I'm closer on some days than others. Um, wow, the thought went in and, oh, yes. One of the things that <laughs> I connected with was how wonderfully incredibly miraculous mm -hmm. literally our bodies are mm -hmm. um i i ran into that as i was going through the lyme disease i've seen that with my father since i took on his care and feeding a few years ago i was told he was going to die in two months wow and that was two and a half years ago Oh, he's still here. He's doing much better than he was. I was told there was no possibility for improvement, which is horse hockey. He's improved dramatically. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've, I've been shown repeatedly over the years, the healing miracle our bodies are. We talk about healers mm. in the world. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to go to the doctor. He'll make me better. The doctor does not make you better. He gives you advice on how to best support your body while it gets better while mm -hmm. it does the healing. Mm -hmm. And so that was, I think, another little piece to my puzzle and added to my pile of appreciation for yeah. my standard issue body. <laughs> <laughs> You're reminding me of a story, uh, an experience that I went through. My mother and I, we have 26 years difference. And so when she was 50, uh, I was 24. And I remember looking at her at 50, thinking she really looked good. You know, my mother is one of mm -hmm. these elegant ladies. Yes. Know? And I remember looking at her, looking at herself, looking at the mirror, she was fixing her dress. And I still have this image in my head. And I remember thinking, wow, she looks really beautiful. You know, yeah. she's in shape and et cetera. When I turned 50, my mother was 76. By then she had knee surgeries mm -hmm. and on both knees. And uh, she afterwards... Uh, was walking with a um, a walker with a walker with yeah. a helper she's still a beautiful woman you know but now she's 76 and she looks different and it's just it's the same 26 years and I remember thinking that's just 26 years you know and contrary to when you're 50 where you can still do more work on yourself kind of thing uh, yeah. body wise 
76 is 76. You can take care of yourself the best as you can, but you can't run like before. You can't, you're not, the speed is not the same. The, the speed know? is not the same. However, I, I'm going to, I'm going to pause you there for a second because, well, two things, we're up on our break, but the, the thing I want to interject before we go to the break is mm -hmm. there are people who start at 76 and say, I'm going to improve my physicality and they do. Yes, they do. And those are fantastic role models. Uh, I'm not the norm, though. They're, they may not be the norm, but I, I guess what my message is, you can start at any point and get improvement that will make people's jaws fall. Yes. Because your body will respond when you treat it with respect and give it the support it needs to do what it wants to do, which is heal and get better and stronger. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to take us to the break. While we're at the break, I'd invite you to take that pen and paper and write down a couple of things that people have told you you might be able to get curious about if you assume they're telling you the truth or perhaps one of these other concepts that we've thrown out there around the amazing functional practicality-ness of your body. And hang with us, we'll be right back. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you wanna hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales. I'm back with Tony Rebick. And before the break, she was telling us about the, the march of time. Mm -hmm. And we were discussing things that can be done, even along with, despite the march of time, to actually improve things. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's not a foregone conclusion that it's all downhill from here. <laughs> I mm -hmm. mean, my father is a case in point on that. I was told yeah. unequivocally, it was all downhill for here and it was a really short hill. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, he's improved dramatically. So there's always this hope when you engage with the body in a process mm -hmm. that's supportive and healing instead of, uh, what I wanna say, uh, abusive and perhaps self-sabotaging. <laughs> well, in, in, in relation to what you're saying also is if the, in relation to the story I said, I remember when I was 15 seeing my mom and comparing to that image that I had, that I'd seen when I was 24, what I, I remember feeling at the time was how precious things were. 
Mm. you know, and how important it was to start as younger as you can to make sure you are taking care of your body, you know, to make sure you are steadily working out, exercising. And especially, and this is what I wanted to impart to your viewers is if, if you're going to get old, whether you like it or not, and 26 Mm -hmm. years, 30 years, 35 years goes by so fast. Don't spend that time hating the very thing that tries to protect you every day. Yes, every and day, that's every getting day you. Exactly. Every day you said something, you know, that the body heals itself. will help it heal itself, you know, by giving it that support. When we, you know, if our kid is injured, we give it support. We don't look whether or not we love their bodies, right? We just give it support or in your case, like you're helping your dad. And the, you, you don't question people's physicality when you help them. But it's interesting how we question our physicality when we're not in a good place. Yeah, We need to give ourselves that support that we give other people. And for me, that's what body positivity is, is to value where you are, to love who you are. And I'm going to add what it's not. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. Yes. (laughs) Not. It does not mean that I love my body and that, and then don't take care of it. So the message is still to take care of it. Right to value your body, because I think only anyways, when you value your body and yourself, you do want to take care of your body. It's a natural follow up. I have many clients that, you know, when we work through the court, uh, their core, and we do the healing processes, and we do recondition their uh, self opposing mind patterns, automatically, they want to work out more, you know, they want to take care of this. So that's a byproduct. So that's why physicality, you can't love your body, uh, uh, you can't take care of so much of your body without really inside of you taking care of yourself. And many mm. times the outer layer, what we see in people, I'm going to add this because, you know, the way people treat overweight people, in my opinion, is awful. Uh, <laughs> awful. Yeah. Tell and me about it. A lack of understanding as well. A lot of time people are overweight because they're emotionally wounded. You know, the, the weight that they carry is the stressful life that they've carried or you know? protection against the sexual predators in the world or exactly. yes there are a number of reasons uh, very uh, valid reasons research <laughs> also support that you know stress and uh, being overweight are correlated you know so it's not about not eating which i hear a lot of body positivity just go to the gym just stop eating it's not that simple you got to yeah. heal old wounds you got to learn to care for yourself, and then taking care of your body is a byproduct of that. Exactly. Well, and that was an interesting thing. I'm going through a hypnosis certification right now. And one of the topics is, you know, helping people with weight management, weight loss. And she was talking about there's this, um, what do they call it, the bariatric uh, gasket or sleeve or it's there's a surgery out there. The hypnotist okay. has a, a version of that where your your brain, your subconscious talks to your body and says you're you're full like significantly mm-hmm. sooner than you have been in the past. And it's interesting because they were talking about that a lot of times when you're in a circumstance like that, if it's not the wounding from your childhood and we're trying to stave off Mm -hmm. sexual predators the other major thing that it tends to be is actually an addiction 
to mm -hmm. fat, sugar, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and the problem with getting a gastric bypass or a sleeve or something like that is frequently the addiction gets transferred over to something else, work or sex mm -hmm. or literally drugs or alcohol or something like that. Or, or even overworking out. Yeah, exactly. Because the wounds underneath, mm -hmm. the reason the addiction was in place was never addressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. So how do we know, okay, mm -hmm. body positivity, how, how do we know for ourselves if we have a good healthy body positivity or if maybe we've stepped off into like, what I want to say, a, more of a defensive posture. It's like, I love my big, beautiful body and I'm going to continue to stuff my face with, with donuts to keep it, you know, this size, even as the doctors are telling you that it's too much stress on your heart or that your sugars levels are out of control or the other things that happen sometimes when we carry a little, a little too much. Well, as a society, I think that one, we need to respect people's choices, even if we don't agree with them, or even if we think they're not right. Yeah. And you can support them by, uh, by, by giving some compassion as well. You can also be friendly with them. Um, my, what I notice, and which I find is very toxic, is that we tend to do the opposite. We tend, societies learn to hate people overweight like that. As yeah. opposed to be compassionate. And you hear people online say, well, they should just lose weight. Okay, well, why aren't you encouraging them? Because when you're hating on them, they're, yeah. they're not, they're not, this is why there's female gyms, you know? Exactly, because, because we don't need the men there. <laughs> yeah. They're they're yeah. in batters. They they feel so self-conscious. They feel fat. And, you know, I've heard several stories where people will look at uh, people overweight going to the gym and be made fun of. And you do see that once in a while also online. So wait a minute, you want the person to take care of themselves, but when they do, you mock their overweight. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's just not cool. I had and, a couple of clients who, who have traveled that road from way too much mm -hmm. back to a much healthier place. And the interesting observation one of them made was it's like after I'd lost 150 pounds or so, mm -hmm. I got smarter in the eyes of everybody else in the world. <laughs> it's like my brain didn't change at all. My uh -huh. strategies haven't changed at all. But suddenly the rest of the world believes I am much smarter now yeah, than yeah, I was yeah. 150 that, that pounds to, ago. Yeah. And that points to the bias that yeah. the uh, the expectation of being slim has created and um, it, it also makes me think that, uh, you know, if somebody's overweight, that doesn't hurt you or me. Yeah. It doesn't hurt, doesn't take anything away from us. But when we constantly see hate being uh, um, propagated online because of somebody, that does affect because it's toxic energy Absolutely. that people are spreading. So for me, the hate that they are receiving society-wise is worse than somebody being overweight. And also it creates embarrassment. You know, mm -hmm. it makes people feel uh, low self-esteem, embarrassment. And even some guys who would love to date this girl in public, but they don't want to be judged by their friends. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Because it's a macho thing. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. Your, your worth is tied up in your job, your car, your house, and who you have on your arm. Exactly. Uh, 
So for me, that's worse than somebody being overweight. Oh my goodness. So how, mm -hmm. I, I've noticed some shift in advertising, but it's not mm -hmm. been a ton around what I want to say, a wider age range, perhaps mm -hmm. in some of these commercials, a wider um, skin color, oh, that sort of thing. Are we even approaching going far enough with this yet? Well, um, I think that I love, I have to admire the overweight women who are on the billboard ads because once they're on the billboard, boy, does that make noise. Oh, yeah. You know? And it ain't no taking that back. <laughs> and, and, you know, you have, uh, you know, the, 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 the haters come out and the body positivity people come out. And you, you, and it kind of shows that we're just, we're getting better at it, but it's still not, we're not used to it. You yeah. know, when, when um, uh, a person, uh, I remember not too long ago, this woman was on this a little overweight, but beautiful, beautiful, bodacious young lady was on um, the cover of Sports Illustrated and that made a raucous you know, some people loved it, thought she was gorgeous. And some people just thought she was fat and she shouldn't be in a sports in a swimsuit. And oh, dear. Yeah. You know, it made a lot of ruckus. So I just find that that opens conversations, you know, but you see, for me, body positivity is the idea of embracing different bodies, exactly. you know, not just one type of body and mostly one age group. Yeah, exactly. One one age group, one age, one weight range, one one. So I know we talked a little bit about what do I want to say, the traditional patriarchal way that this is mm -hmm. kind of held in place. But do the guys also kind of get some body shaming as well? Um, I don't think as much because you can see it really targets women and um I'm sure some of them do, uh, some men must, but I don't think it's overwhelming as women. It is so much like you see a lot of uh, very attractive women date women, men, I mean, who are overweight or not yeah. or shorter. And women tend to love more the person, you know, yeah. and they, they don't care the about guy, the dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, or, and how that guy treats me now. Yeah. We're going to put aside toxic relationships but that women are a lot, I think, more open to that. And, um, you know, it, it also makes me want to add this, you know, when you're a psychologist and you're working with thousands of people over a year, you see patterns. Mm -hmm. And I've had many clients over the years tell me that when they were 12, 10, 14 years old, they were told by either mom or dad that they were overweight and they yep. didn't watch you know, or if they went to school, they were mocked. I have yet to hear a man tell me that when he was a young teenager that he was told that. Yeah. Does it's, it happen? It's much I'm less, sure? it's much less common. I, and I think what the guys get more often than, oh, well, you're eating too much is you've, you've got that wimpy bod, right? <laughs> or let's put him into a sports. Yeah, we've got to get you get... into sports and get you, you know, pumped up because you got those those skinny legs or whatever. And yeah. and it can happen to them. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but by far it happens to young girls already when they're younger. They they get that message 
that how they look um, is uh, is if they're a little bit overweight, they're considered fat, not mm-hmm. just a little bit fat. Yeah, fat. Body, Exa- for me, body it's like immediate, that, uh, immediately we're labeled yeah. with fat. It doesn't matter how much yeah. the overweight is. It's, it's, it's all way more women get anorexia and bulimia eating disorders than men. And that's because very young, it starts this message that you're supposed to be thin. Yeah, and and extremely thin. And anything that's and, and not extremely thin, yeah. fat. And the yeah. body doesn't want to be that thin. You yeah, know? no, it's very hard looking, on it. You know, to mm-hmm. be too thinner than what your body's actually wanting, that's what it's come down to. Yeah. Because yeah. whoever you see in the magazine, they're not eating. They're, they're way not eating or they're doing something pretty extreme, like, you know, dehydrating themselves or spending working out to, yeah, the average woman wouldn't have time to do. Exactly. So what is a concrete step that we can take? We've talked about some stuff personally, but Mm -hmm. in terms of society, and our interaction with society because we're all a part of this fabric and this pattern to start to kind of counteract some of this ridiculous beauty standard stuff that's out there compliment people who are overweight compliment them you would not believe how much it would stick out Mm. you know for them because they hear a lot more criticism or they feel it Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they feel it or they walk into a room, nobody's looking at them, you know, kind of thing. And for you to walk up to them and say something that you really notice about them that you like is, is very important um, to, and I find it also sets a good example to people to follow. Yes, they exist acknowledge them and find something good to say these are all beautiful things yeah yeah and don't participate if you're you know don't participate in putting people overweight down it's not first of all it's none of your business if they're overweight you know and does again doesn't hurt you doesn't yeah. hurt you but the hate you can put out there uh, expressing yourself and how much you hate them is actually going to hate it, it affects society it affects yeah, it affects too. society. Well, and it it says some really nasty, ugly things about you when you're out hating on someone. I have to say. But when you when you see a lot of people around you do the same, yeah, it, it's it like, like you get a hall right pass. Side. Yeah, you get a hall pass, right? <laughs> Here's your pass to be nasty. No, let's let's just yeah. say no to nastiness in crowds. Mm-hmm. I love that you joined me here today, Tony. Thank you oh, so thank much you for, having me. for like those <laughs> final words of wisdom. It's always such a joy to talk with you. And thank, thank you. you to everyone who's joined us here today. I love doing this show for you. I love doing this show with you on the shows where we have call-ins. It's amazing to get to interact with all of you wonderful folks out there. And I would love to hear from you. Drop me a line at AskZofia, A-S-K, Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here. 